This is Prime Subramanian. I'm here today with Nancy Newman, who was the 2013 Hoyt Lecturer at the American Academy of Ophthalmology and published her lecture in the JNO. She agreed to talk with us today about some of the issues of fellowship training that were raised by her lecture. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you to be here. I want to start by addressing an issue that I think is at the forefront of a lot of neuro-ophthalmologists' minds, and that is that there's a shortage of trained neuro-ophthalmologists that is predicted. And what can we do to encourage more young ophthalmologists and neurologists to enter our specialty? Well, you know, it is uh, a rather daunting thing for a lot of people going into medicine in any specialty these days. It's, uh, it's a little bit of an uphill battle, but I think the first thing that we always tell anybody is to follow your passion, and if you really, really love a specialty, you should go for it. Um, having said that, um, I think that more and more uh, people going into neuro-ophthalmology are thinking about combining it with something else, so either general ophthalmology or general neurology or even doing another fellowship in um, MS if it's neurology or uh, in ophthalmology, something surgical such as oculoplastics or pediatrics. Uh, or pathology or something of that nature, uh, then there are the very few who really feel like they want to do a research career, and for them it's very important that they get plugged in early to some of the funding that's still available through the NIH and other things like research to prevent blindness and, and get young investigator-type awards and, and go for it. So I guess we have to move away from thinking that everyone can just be a pure neuro-ophthalmologist. I think that's a great suggestion. Now, when they do come, finally, to do their fellowship, how do you teach your fellows to do research? You presented some tremendous research that your fellows had done over the years. Do you select topics for them? Do you guide them? Um, is it more freeform? What, what do you think is the approach that works so I remember when I was a fellow, first of all, it, it should be the absolute best year of your life. You're doing exactly what you want to do, but the buck doesn't stop with you. Um, and so um, one of the best aspects of my fellowship was that I was taught to write. Uh, remarkably, I think I had written one, maybe two papers uh, before I started my, um, my fellowship. They were case report type things. And uh, I can remember my mentor, Simmons LaSalle, sitting with me at the computer, going over my first draft, correcting everything. Um, I would suggest to, um, to fellowship mentors um, that in this day and age, you can even go one or two steps further. And what we do is something that's almost a, a military strategy, um, we work backwards from when the deadlines of all sorts of things are. We have a big white board in the room uh, where we meet every week for about an hour with all our fellows. Every project idea, every paper in progress, every paper that's published, there's a different place on the board that we write it. And we note strict deadlines of, for example, when is the abstract due to be able to present at NANOS, and then we work back from that. Okay, if the abstract is due that date, then we're going to have to have the data ready by this date, which means we're going to have to have the uh, study going for this long, which means we're going to have to have the IRB in by a month before. 
and we've got it down to such a good science that we kind of know where we are. We know which fellows are coming in. We get them to start reading background material on a project that we thought might be great for them, might be a good fit for them. And then we help them from afar uh, work with us on the IRB. We usually have to put that through ourselves because just working backwards, it's just not enough time uh, for them to get there. But when they get there, they're ready to hit the road running. And then on the other side of things, just after you present at Nanost doesn't necessarily mean it's all over. And one of the things we stress is that once the abstract is accepted, that they have to write the paper and have the paper written before Nanos or at the time of Nanos so that the feedback they get will then help them tweak the paper and then get it out, get it uh, submitted. And we all know that it may need to be submitted a couple times. There may be revisions that need to be done with the key that it'll be finished by the time their year is over. So we, we really um, try very hard to organize things. We also have our fellows um, share so that two people will work on a project. One will be first author, one the other will be second author. And then the other project, it'll be flipped. And so they can get their name on a couple papers or three or four by the time they finish and be exposed to different types of studies. I love the idea of the whiteboard, uh, putting everything really out there. I think no one can ignore things that are set up that way. That's really great. More broadly, the art of mentoring fellows is difficult. You've clearly done a great job. What can you offer other fellowship directors looking to become even better mentors for their fellows? Well, my, uh, my mentor was just so good at finding something special and good about each of his fellows, um, kind of like the best parent you can imagine. Not everybody is the best writer. Not everybody is the best clinician. Uh, but he would find something in each one of us that would make us feel special and would also always be something positive. And uh, I, I think that you know each fellow that comes in is going to have a, a different slant, and I think that this year for them really is the best year of their life. We run it kind of like an apprenticeship. It's a very personal uh, thing. It's not a clock punching every day you get to go home when you finish your work or it's shift work. We're really, we really run it like a family. We go out to dinner a lot. We do things together. And um, I, I think that if people want to establish uh, a really attractive fellowship, I think they have to make it something personal and make it clear how important these people uh, are to, to, to them. And uh, I think when you do that, it's a two-way street. It comes out just really great for everybody. Uh, one of the things that we've kind of taken over a little from, from uh, Bill Hoyt and Neil is to also try to encourage international fellows to come with us, and as well as both neurologists and ophthalmologists, because they teach each other so much, and they then have a network of brothers and sisters all over the world. And it's, uh, it's a really wonderful thing to watch them interact with each other. Well, that's great, Nancy. 
Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today, giving us some ideas on how to expand that family of neuro-ophthalmologists and train our colleagues for the future.